The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! I'm sorry, Paul. I just missed something while you were talking to me. All righty. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to the Paying Attention Podcast. I bet you thought we we had gone away. We didn't go away. He never. He's never gone. He's never gone. Um, we took a we took a month off last month because we had our, our 15th anniversary bash at the Valley Patriot, and I'm still hungover. What is this? May now? Are we in May? We may be. Are we in? Are we in May, Ed? We're in May, right? Yeah, May the ninth. Is it really the ninth already? Yes, and it wasn't even sure what month we were. Also, twenty nineteen. No that kidding. One, that one's difficult. <laughs> no kidding. So uh, yeah. we had our fifteenth anniversary bash of the Valley Patriot. It was an incredible night, especially considering the the disaster we had last year. Um, every time I get to the microphone, as Paul will probably tell you, uh, every time I get to the microphone, I looked out at a full room and went, "I can't believe you guys came." Because after last year, I was convinced we were going to have an empty room this year. But, uh, but the, our, our supporters, our advertisers, our readers, the people who care about what we do with the homeless in the community and the veterans in the community and, uh, and all the other things that, uh, that the Valley Patriot uh, spinoffs, spinoff projects happen, the book, the movie, uh, all the people that support us, they all showed up, which is great. We only had one, we only had one speaker not show up. Out of the whole program, which is pretty standard for a- any bash, we always have like one person supposed to be there doesn't come. Uh, but everybody else came. All of the award recipients were there. All the scholarship recipients were there. All the donors were there, and we had a great night, Paul. And um, a lot of people came. Every every it was year, very, very packed. Yeah, every yeah. year we'd go back to the hotel for the after after party. And the committee sits around and we talk about like the best parts of the night, the worst parts of the night, hmm. and the the and the line of the night. Which uh, there was a big fight over what the line of the night was, uh, but I think we all agreed that the line of the night was when Al Caprillian, good evening, got up to the microphone and he said, "Okay, now everybody, show you. Let's see a show of hands. How many people were here last year?" And everybody put their hand up, and he said, "Yeah, you're all full of it because I was here, and none of you were here this year." And he's not wrong, because <laughs> last year was a total disaster because of the uh, the lawsuit headline just killed us. Um, we, we gave out over $10,000 in scholarships to deserving local... Mr. Jonathan, can you just give this to uh, Gary for me? A little on-air production. We're trying to order food before the show. That looks like a great sub. Uh, it is a great sub. Yeah. Um, Gosh. So we gave out $10,000 in scholarship to w- worthy, deserving kids. And uh, we gave out a bunch of awards to people, police officers, firefighters, hero veterans. Um, almost everybody was still there at the end of the night. And then... And then Prospect Hill came and they played an acoustic set, which, which was amazing. Uh, and then we got to hang out with the guys afterwards. They came to the after party and they came to the after after party. Now, you might, you might want to party with Prospect Hill at an after party. I'm not too sure you want to party with them at an after after party. The double after really Cause the gets Because the after after party, we're not in public. The after party, we're in a bar. Hmm. The after after party, we were at the hotel. And I'm not too sure you want to. I'm not too sure you... Look, I think I'm a pretty wild guy sometimes when yeah. uh, when I'm in private. Wild and crazy guy, are you? I had a hard time keeping up with those guys. Uh, I see. I think they're still partying, actually. So, um, welcome to the Paying Attention Podcast. We're back after a month hiatus. <coughs> i try not to do that through the show. Paul Morano, my co-host, or technically not How the co-host. You? What did we decide we were going to call uh, you? Special guest. Our yeah. special guest. He likes to be special. Yeah, yeah. special guest star, as Our they special say needs in, guest. In I mean, our special guest, uh, <laughs> Paul Morano, is uh, is here. Oh. We are podcasting high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And I also mm. want to thank Tom and Nancy Troy, who have made me their co-host on Political TNT every week. 
How did so, you get that gig? Uh, they asked me on as a guest, and they liked yeah. me so much they asked me to be co-host. Yeah, but you're, aren't you aren't you one of the sides? Aren't you more Nancy's side than than his? Well, you know, you or, or not. You, you bring up a good point because right. Bob Losey brought that up yeah. during the show. He said, "Tom, you shouldn't call yourself an independent because I am an independent. I left the Republican Party six years ago. You're an independent conservative. Um, How's that? I, I'm a but look, there are there are independents who are left wing lunatics." Yeah. They're independents who vote for Bernie Sanders. They're total left-wing socialist slash communist. Well, Sanders is so, an independent. Right. <laughs> Literally. So independent doesn't mean that you're in the middle. Independent means you're not beholding to a political party. Right. Of which I'm not. Right. And, uh, and so it actually does work out because Tom sits here and he yells and screams about how Trump's a Nazi. He's a communist. Everything he does is wrong. That's right. He pours his coffee the wrong way. He stubs his toe the wrong way. And then yes. Nancy comes in and says, no, everything Trump does is Perfect. It's great. He took the greatest dump in the world yesterday, and then, I, and then and then I sit here and I just go, you know what? Both parties have sold us out, and we need to start calling out our own if we're going to actually get forward in this country. And our elected leaders need to stop mm. with the partisan bullshit, and they need to actually work on things like I don't know the opioid crisis, failing schools, crumbling infrastructure. That's what most people want. So I kind of sit in the middle, even I though see. politically I agree with Nancy. Yes, but I'm not beholden to the party and. I'm not ever going to yeah. defend the Republican Party when they're wrong, and they're wrong a lot. And okay. Paul, here's yeah. the interesting thing. He's yeah. not loud now. This is yeah. about a quarter the volume yeah, right. of the other oh, yeah? show. Oh, yeah. We were screaming at each other. Yeah. It was great. So we, 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 perhaps we think a little more on this show. than The, the other show is, more, is, is done for entertainment value, yes. I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's learning anything on, on, on the other show. <laughs> well, those yelling at each those other. Those kind of crossfire shows, you don't really learn anything. You just sort of say yay for the guy that you right, that yeah. you agree with. Right. Yeah. Um, so we got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about today. I want to thank our sponsors and our advertisers who have stuck with us through lawsuits, who have stuck with us through threats, who have stuck with us through boycotts. Uh, we're going to also thank Dave Garofalo, who has also stuck with us through uh, proposed boycotts and pickets and all that other stuff. Uh, I'm still here. As the uh, as the uh, soundbite at the beginning of the show, he's not gone. He's never gone. I'm not. I'm he's still. Never gone. I'm still here. We sometimes we take time off, but I'm still here. And one of the reasons that I'm still here is because I have people out there that support us. And as long as they continue to support us, there will be a Valley Patriot, which is on the streets right now. By the way, newspaper, yeah, the new one. Uh, make sure you pick up and read Paul's column on um, what was it? What was your column? Gosh, who the heck knows? What did oh, I do this month? He has, he has no idea what <laughs> even he wrote at this point. I, I, why are you here again, Paul? I, I'm not sure why. To that be is. your sidekick, so that you don't go off the deep end. That's that's yeah. actually probably true. Mm-hmm. So we got a bunch of things I want to talk about uh, today. I know Paul, you, you've had a, a two whole months to come up with a topic. I'm sure you don't have one, right? Oh, actually, now that I, I do remember what my column was about, right. it was about my. Uh, my my college students. Yes. Um, I'll just I'll just give the tease for that. I, I took a poll with my college students. They they stayed after the final exam, and we talked about the issues. Mm-hmm. And so basically, it was about. Uh, I, could you call them millennials anymore? When does millennials stop? Um, when they stop whining. When they stop whining. <laughs> okay. Well, when they, st- when they stop being uh, bitchy little girls and they stop no. being offended by everything, then we'll stop calling them millennials. But anyway, yes. it was about the mentality and the values and so forth of um, uh, people in their 20s. You, yeah, by and large. Can you give us like a, a hint? I mean, I don't think that's going to make them want to read it. Like, um, okay. Boy, you're putting me on the spot right now. You wrote uh, the column. You know what you wrote about. I... I Passed it into you about a week ago, didn't I? Yeah, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What was the name of the? You're column? always late. What was the name of the column? I don't know. You want me to open the paper and yeah, and, and yeah, let's find do out. It. Yeah, let's. Because yeah, you know we're, it's only an hour show, yeah. so I mean, you yeah, know. yeah, that's that's plenty uh, of time. Let's see, in the, in the meantime, millennials were born between 1981 and yes. 1996. So that would be 2006, 2016. Yeah, they're they're on the cusp. Yeah. Our, the headline is: Are most people, are most young people, a lost cause or just lost? Oh, that's it. Yes. And and I would say that they're completely lost. You would say that they're completely lost. Yeah, they're completely. There's no hope for our future with with millennials well, when millennials become in charge. See, then then uh, see you, you you took the wrong option. They're actually a lost cause. Then they're a lost cause. But I would say that they're most of them are lost, but not necessarily lost causes. And that's really what my article is about. It's actually an article of hope. Really? Because I'm, I'm way more cynical about all this. Yeah, I'm I'm usually cynical. I, think, I actually uh, think humanity is doomed because of those fairies. But when I do my thing after class, when the semester is over, and I, I talk to them about the issues and where I stand on them, and um, and you know their mouths open and they're they're in shock and all of that stuff, 
uh, because I don't play the party line. I, I think a lot of them are open. A lot of them are truly, truly want to know the truth. They're, let me put it this way. It's sort of like they're in the desert and they've been thirsty for so long, but they don't know what they need is water. They don't know that. Right. But they're so uncomfortable. They don't know why. And when somebody says, this wet stuff here, this will satisfy you. They think you're nuts. I've yeah. never seen this before. Nobody's given me this before. Well, part of the problem, and with that's this, basically that's what truth is. Part of the problem with this generation, and in every in every newspaper, there's always like one or two things that I think are like the best part of the paper. When mm. people say, "Hey," when I give them the paper and they say, "Hey, what's good?" Uh, yeah. I always tell them like, "Well, this was my favorite column this month. Yours was excellent, and the mm. editorial where we called out the end of a schools." Uh, we can talk about this a little bit. Mm. So the uh, principal at the end of a high school fired the hockey coach. No big deal. Uh, he fired the hockey coach because the hockey coach wouldn't play his kid more. There's all kinds of... Really? Uh, Is, that's the reason given? That's yeah. not the reason well, given. Well, of course that's... A, to Paul, come uh, on. Okay. Well, I'm, well t- what is the reason Are you given? pretending to be stupid or are you really no. that dumb? No, I don't know this story. So tell me... Yeah, they're going to come out and admit, yeah, that's no, the no, reason no. why I'm getting rid of him because he's not playing my kid. All right, don't, don't go all the way in that direction. I'm just wondering, was there a reason given? Um, yeah, but it was one of those manby-pamby reasons. It okay. was a political reason. I think. Okay. Wasn't there some talk of some parents complained that the coach didn't Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, yeah, he didn't stop for Burger King on the way home. For, it, was, it was a made-up reason. But we know the real reason. The real reason is he wouldn't play the principal's kid uh, enough, and so the principal fired him, and then they had to rehire him because the outrage was so, was, was so massive. So they rehired the guy, and now here at the end of the uh, toward the end of the school year, principal fires him again. So the snowflakes in the end of a high school stage a walkout in the middle of the cl- in the middle of the school day. Really? And I would take the walkout a little bit more seriously if these kids also didn't do walkouts for global warming and income, yeah, yeah. income inequality. Right. Right. So it's kind of hard to take them seriously when they walk out over, over something that's actually serious right. and concrete. However, they did walk out, and when they walked out, two of the kids were interviewed by by end of a patch. Okay. Which is an online kind of newspaper that covers the end of, the end of a local news. Yeah. They were suspended, and they actually did say that the reason they were suspended was for, quote, talking to the media. Now, only a few of them were just suspended? Yeah, the ones that were talking to the media. Okay. That were quoted in the media. So, hmm. I wrote, we wrote an editorial spelling this out, uh, the bullies at the end of a high school. Your First Amendment right does not end. At the schoolhouse doors yeah, or when you enter the school property. Shouldn't you talk to the media if the media asks you something? Right. But but it all kind of ties into what we were talking about with, with, with millennials. Hmm. Most of them don't even know what the Constitution is. They have no idea what the three rights in our First Amendment guarantee them. Hmm. And nothing is more clear than when you talk to end of a high school kids, Lawrence High School kids, or another great example. Last week, there was a horrible accident in Methuen on Pelham Street where the kid died. And I had a news spotter on the scene when it happened, uh, took a picture. We posted it online of the kid being put on the stretcher. Now, we were told at the time that the kid wasn't dead yet, that he, he, he still had a pulse. So I posted, mm. the sto- I posted the photos. Within seconds, Paul, within seconds, little snowflakes from Lawrence and Methuen and all over the Merrimack Valley. You need permission from the family. How dare you? You don't have permission from the family. And I'm thinking... These are 16, 17, 18-year-old kids who go to public schools who don't even know the first friggin' amendment. Hmm. Uh, look, I, I'm a newspaper. Even if I wasn't a newspaper, I, if I was a private individual, you have the right to take pictures of anything that goes on in public and share them on social media. You don't need the permission of the family. You don't need permission from anybody. But these kids don't even understand the concept of free speech. They don't understand the concept of a free press because they're being taught in school about abortion and global warming and transgenderism, and they're not being taught about the Constitution and how to balance a friggin' checkbook. Let me ask you this. Which is why I think we're all doomed, going back to our original point. I see. Yeah. Paul? Um, the picture you took, was it of what a, a, the kid who was in the process of dying? Yes. And you took that picture and you put it in the, where? In the Valley Patriot? On Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. Okay. So what happens is somebody who knows the kid shares it with the headline, isn't this horrible? Look at this evil mm. Tom Duggan exploiting our pain. And then they share it to all of their friends. So now my picture, which they're mm. objecting to, is on all of their Facebook pages with their objection at the top, but they've shared the fucking photo. Right, and then and and then they all come on my page making threats to me about how uh, oh we know where your office is and how dare you increase the pain of the family? The family these shouldn't are, have to see this. These are high school kids. Saying yeah, this? really. Friends of the kid that that okay. ended no, up. I dying. hear you. 
Well, so, was was the family complaining? No, nobody from the family complained. Nobody, nobody yeah. from that. And that's the other thing. Everybody's speaking for the family. Family can speak for themselves. Listen, if your yeah. son, if your son or your brother hmm. dies in a horrible car accident at ten o'clock at night, and at ten o five you're surfing Facebook, then screw you. You've got a problem. You shouldn't be on my Facebook page five minutes after your brother just died. You should be in the hospital praying for him. You should be getting your family together and, and notifying people. You shouldn't be on my page looking at the news. I don't know how I think or feel about photographing somebody who's dying or dead. I, I need to think about that one and come back for another show on that one. Listen, I've written several. I, I remember just, just one, one thought that did come into my head. I, I remember back, uh, was it 1980? when uh, the National Enquirer took a picture of John Lennon dead mm -hmm. in the street, and they knew he was dead. Um, it, the whole world went in an uproar. How dare they take a picture? This is, you know, this is, in a sense, there's a feeling of there's some sacredness going right. on here that you shouldn't exploit. Right. I don't know. I, do, do, you, do you have any sense of that with regard to these people? You know, we, we've, we've actually had conversations with this when we were on WCAP. There were great conversations. We could do a whole show on it. Um, I have no problem with it. If if the per, if the EMT that called us originally said the guy's dead on the scene, I would have taken the pictures, but I wouldn't have published them, but I would have taken them just to have them in case something later on happens and we need to look at the photos. Hmm. Um, but what I was told was he still has a pulse. The, right. the, he's probably not going to make it, but he still has a pulse. And I got my new spotter there in under a minute. Like My new spotter was showing up as the police were showing up. And got the pictures, got them to us, we got them up online. But here's what really bothers me about the friggin' hypocrisy of today's young people, because mm. they're not even smart enough to be on their own damn side. I, go to a, I, I grew up in Lawrence, I know a lot of Latinos, a lot of Dominicans, a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Venezuelans, a lot of like Ecuadorians. I go to a lot of wakes and funerals. I don't like to, but I do. Dominicans, at a Dominican wake, will come in with a video camera or a still camera and take pictures of the body in the coffin. That's part of their culture. That's what they do. And yet if Tom Duggan puts the fucking picture on Facebook, I'm an evil bastard. So like, there's not even any consistency. It's not like, well, we don't want anybody to see it, or it's just des des desecrating the dead by taking the picture of the video. No, it's how can we use this tragedy so that we can bitch about something and make it about ourselves? Because that's what every single kid did that came on my page. They were making it about themselves. You made me feel bad. I knew that kid. I shouldn't have to see that. Well, you know what? Grow the fuck up. I'm sorry. Excuse my French, but just grow up. You're not five years old anymore. You're 17, you're 18. Buck up and be in the real world. Do you think I like going to shootings and taking pictures of people dying? You think I like going to fires and, having, and watching a firefighter pull a charred baby out of a building? I don't like having to see that stuff, but it is my job. And I do it because it's my job, and I also do it because nobody else is doing it. Are you saying that the public demands uh, pictures of dead people in the media? I think the public needs to see the reality of what goes on in our community. And candy coating it and sugar coating it only makes people believe that it's not as real as it is, and it only makes them dismiss the seriousness of it. So then it's similar to a lot of those pro-lifers who would say the only way now, after I mean after 50, 46 years of fighting this battle, the only real way to make any inroads against abortion is to show what an abortion is, show an aborted child, yes, I agree show with the that. pictures. I agree with that. And the people hmm. who object based on, oh, it's disgusting, it's not good, it's, they're lying. They're lying about their objection. They do have an objection. Their objection is they don't want you showing it to other people. That's their objection. They don't want other people to see it. They don't want to look at it and feel bad. Well, then you know what? Listen, there's a simple solution. Don't come to my Facebook page. Don't share it. Five of the 15 people, kids, that were on my page complaining about that picture had shared the picture on their own page with a negative comment about me. Mm. But they were so upset that uh, their family might yeah, see no, it. That, of course, that doesn't make any they sense. They were so upset that the family might see it that they actually yeah. shared it themselves. So look, people, be smart enough to be on your own side. How about think before you react emotionally? How about before you attack yeah. somebody personally, sit back, count to 10, and think about, is this consistent with my values? Because I guarantee you, nine times out of 10, it's not. Wouldn't that be cool if everybody thought before they spoke? Mm -hmm. Or thought before they acted. Including that, me, I'm that guilty. Would be better. I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I, say, I speak without thinking, and then I regret what I said. Although I don't regret saying it. Yeah, we should we should try to be um, a people so virtuous that we never regret what we say. Right.
Exactly, Paul. You got it. That's the end of the show, folks. Good night. That's that's what we need to practice. Paul solved the problem, including on the paying attention show. I, I, so, what are you going to regret today I, that you're going to that you're I about agree. to say? I don't know. We'll figure it out afterwards. Right. But you know, you the, the the do you do you go back and watch your shows and say, oh, I can't believe I said yes, that. Yes, I do. <laughs> do listen, you? I do. I, I go back and I watch the show probably two or three yeah. times after my show, as I used yeah. to do when I was on radio. I used to listen to it. Yeah. More for how could I do this better? How could I explain yeah. that better? Right. Um, oh, I wish I hadn't. I never regret saying something. I've never regretted saying something. Okay. But I have regretted the way I've said it. You know, sometimes you say something, you're trying to convey a point, and you don't regret mm. what you said, but you regret the way that you said so it. Because, now that you hear it, you're right. saying, oh, boy, if I was in the audience, I would have heard it this way. Right. I would have yeah. heard it differently yeah. because we all know five people can watch a car accident on a corner, see the same exact accident, and right. describe it in five different ways to the cops when they show up. It's not that they're lying. It's just that we all see things differently. We see things based on our bias. Um, uh, that is the pu- uh, that is the, right there the, the the number one problem of be- of being a public person. Right. Whether you're speaking to large audiences or you're you're writing in a newspaper, what you say is going to be interpreted so many different ways from right. different people. Right. So, all right. I was going to belay right. that with another great point, but Go ahead. I, I think we we beat the close. So uh, these these kids who come to my page. I like to engage with them. And all the adults on my page say, why do you engage with them? Why do you get down in the weeds with them? And I say, because you have to engage with these young snowflakes because they, they're used to being unchallenged. They surround themselves with people who believe the same things and they refuse to challenge themselves. So even though I'm challenging them in, in a caustic way, even though we're arguing and we're insulting each other, I'm still challenging them. And I want them to be challenged and I want them to, to think about what they're saying. So one kid was really rough. I can't remember his name. I think it was Jose. He came on my page. He was really rough. I mean, every, every post was about, how would you feel if your dead father's picture was on the news? By the way, newsflash, it was. That's how I found out. Um, going on and I'm making all these personal. So while he's insulting me, I go to his page. Okay. And I, I Googled the date of the Pulse nightclub shooting. And I Googled the date of the Boston Marathon bombing. And I went to his page and I scrolled down as far as I could till I found them. He shared both the bloody pictures of the people being carried out of the Pulse nightclub shooting. And he also shared the bloody photos of the people who blew up at the Boston Marathon bombing finish line. And I'm sitting there thinking... Did you, uh, did you challenge him on I this? I did. I said, right. you know, it's funny. I just looked at your page. You didn't seem to have a problem with the family seeing those people coming out of the Pulse nightclub with no, no legs, with blood spurting from their faces. You had no problem showing the pictures of the Boston Marathon. Everyone in the world... Did anybody complain to CNN when they showed the live footage? No, they didn't. But when it's a local guy that you can harass personally because you know where he is or you can go to his Facebook page and engage with him, suddenly everybody wants you to censor yourself. This is horrible. It's gross. It's grotesque. Grow the fuck up. I'm sorry, but grow the fuck up. Did you um, have a problem seeing your father dead on on television? Um, only for the shock value because I didn't know. You didn't know yet. The white, okay. he, he was beaten at 2 o'clock and nobody from the family called me. His wife didn't call me because we didn't speak. Um, and so I put on the five o'clock news and there was Jerry Tomiko and channel seven. I'll never forget it. Uh, talking about my father's murder and uh, the shock because nobody had told me that I had to, uh, that I had to see it on TV bothered me, but you know what I didn't do? Hmm. I didn't blame Jerry D'Amico in Channel 7. I didn't call him and say, how dare you show that footage? How dare you do that when the family wasn't properly notified? No, they've got a job to do. I understood that. Hmm. Even in my grief and even in my shock, I understood that Channel 7, Channel 5, Channel 4, they have a job to do. And when someone gets shot, when someone gets beaten, when someone's in an accident, their job is to go report it and show the reality on the ground. Who I blamed was my father's wife, who told everybody at the hospital that I already knew about it and I wasn't coming because I hated my father. Really? Yeah, that's who I blamed. So the reason I got to see it on Channel 7 for the first time is because my father's wife hated me and she sabotaged me at the hospital. Hmm. None of the other family members called me because she told them she had already done that. So that's what my beef, but my my beef was placed properly. It was on the person who had aggrieved me. It wasn't on Channel 7, Channel 4, and Channel 5. They're doing their damn job. And most of these young kids today don't even understand what the press is. I even had one kid come on and say, you're not really a member of the press because you don't belong to an organization like CNN. I was like, you know what? This kid's not even worth engaging with because he's just so stupid. Like CNN, especially. Yeah, like this, this kid's just so stupid. There's no way to get down to his level to relate to him. You're not Don Lemon. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you Donnie You can't be boy. taken seriously. I'm not Donnie boy Don <laughs> Lemon. So, yeah, we get, uh, we, 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 I get a lot of complaints. I get a lot of hate mail. I love my hate mail. Please keep doing that. I love the people that spend three to five paragraphs telling me how I suck. 
And by the way, you don't have to tell me I suck. I know I suck. You can't suck this bad and not know it. So I already know, but I do appreciate the creativity and the time and the effort that they put into telling me the different ways that I suck. What difference does it make if the person arguing sucks or not? It's, yeah, it's exactly. the content right. of what they're arguing that right. you should be focusing on. But they on. can't argue the content because they're not smart <laughs> enough to argue the because they don't really have a real legitimate beef. They just don't like you or they don't like the way you did it. So they, they send emails and they attack me. And I love every minute. Someday I may publish a book. Of all of my hate mail, I've been asked by several people to do that, and I may at some point. Unfortunately, I don't save. I don't save them all. Or you could really say, "How I suck all the ways." Right? Yeah. Right. And they just list them all. One hundred ways. They, yeah. My Tom Duggan sucks. <laughs> and you can you can add you know what what these people say about you and and what you say about yourself. And listen, I'm not I'm not even saying that most of the things that people who hate me say are, are wrong. Most of them are right. I am an asshole. Most of them are right. I am caustic sometimes. I can have a civil conversation with anybody that wants to be civil. But if you're going to come at me like a, like a, like a rhinoceros, if you're going to charge at me, whether it's on Facebook in real life, and you're going to charge at me with insults and, and you're going to charge at me with all kinds of accusations, I'm coming right back at you. And please don't come on my page and say, oh, I can't believe you're fighting with a 16-year-old. Fuck him. He's 16 years old. He stepped into the adult arena. He decided to throw a punch, and I'm punching back. Like a rhinoceros. Like, like a rhinoceros. So I'm, you are Donald Trump Jr., in, I, in a sense. You, listen, I've, and I've always been this way yeah. long before Donald Trump ever ran for office. If, right. someone pun- if someone comes at you with a knife, you pull out a gun. If someone pulls out a gun, you throw a grenade. If you don't, 100 more people are coming at you. And so you've got to put a stop to it. You've got to engage with these people and A, try to show them civilly that they're wrong, but B, if they don't want to be civil, then fine, get down in the dirt with them and and challenge them and make sure that they know that they're not going to get away with it. Sometimes don't you have to sort of dust the 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 what did they push, uh, push the dust off your feet and continue on? Yeah, sometimes it's not yeah. worth it. Like the kid mm. who said that I wasn't a real member of the press mm. because I'm not part of an organization like CNN. That kid was so stupid it wasn't worth it. Yeah, the once in a while, the sometimes we say, well, you know, because of your your viewpoint of life right now, uh, there's there's nothing to base a discussion on. Therefore, we really can't. Uh, nothing productive is going to happen here. Right. Right. So, all right, 2.29, probably a good time for a break, right? So before we hit a break, I want to let people know we've got T-shirts coming in. I've been for 15 years, people have been begging me, how can I get Valley Patriot T-shirts? We see you on, on, uh, online all the time, you're wearing a Valley Patriot shirt. Those mm. shirts that you see me wearing are when we had a softball team. We had three softball teams at one point, so we had to buy shirts for the softball team, and I got to keep some of the shirts, but we never actually sold them. Uh, so what we're doing now is we went to Royal Screen Printing in Methuen on Chase Street. They are awesome. They gave us a great price. We saw Andrew Guy DiStefano. Uh, he's making them up. They're going to be in, the, in my office on Wednesday. We ordered 50 for our first order. We've already sold 30 on pre-orders. People now, paid in advance. Uh, these new ones, does it have a sketch of your, a sketch of your head right on the middle? No. Oh, that's but too it's bad. Up, it's up on the screen if you can see. So it says the Valley Patriot with the correct colors, go. and it's got the logo. There you go. Uh, we are selling them for $16. The money we make is going to our legal defense fund. Uh, it's $16 for small, medium, large, and extra large. And, if, only, and only $5 extra if you, if you want to sign their T-shirt. It's it's uh, five dollars more. Trying to make you some money there, Tom. I know, but you screwed up my flow. Oh, sorry. It's five dollars more. Uh, I'm Keep sorry. Flowing. It's uh, yeah, five dollars more if you're ordering double extra large. It's nine dollars more if you're ordering triple extra large. And uh, if these go well and we can sell twenty more, get rid of the fifty. We're going to order matching shirts and hats next. And if people want to keep buying them, we'll keep ordering them. And that's going to help us pay our bills. It's going to help us get through this lawsuit. And it'd be great to see a bunch of people walking around the city with Valley Patriot shirts because it'll piss off all the Tribune people. (laughs) It'll piss off all the Rivera supporters, all the Jujuga supporters, all the Steve Sabre supporters. Look, there's a tremendous value to you guys walking around with these shirts on, if for no other reason but to make me happy and make my enemies unhappy. I have a suggestion. Yes, Paul. Okay, your hats, your Valley Patriot hats should have Valley Patriot on the back, and they should be red. And they should say, make journalism great again. I love it. I love it. There you go. I was going to put gut haters. Yeah. Gut haters? No. All right. Let's take a quick break. We have uh, some fine, fine advertisers to thank, especially Angelo Memolo over there. Over there. And I hate to do it, but we have to pull the, after this week, we're going to pull the Perez funeral home. He's kind of in arrears. That's Which is too bad because that's the best commercial we I have. I was going to say that's my favorite. I was thinking of just letting it run just because I like it. <laughs> Maybe we will. Maybe we'll just let it run. <laughs> we we'll back after this. 
Don't go away. When we come back, we're going to talk about the school shooting. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. Uh, we're going to talk about the First Amendment, which is so, so important as we uh, kind of started. That was what our, dis- our first half discussion today was actually supposed to be my lead in to the real the discussion. Line. All right, let's so get we'll back get to, to the real discussion when we come back. Angelo over there, Angelo Mamolo over there, he does great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to AM Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three- South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors. The guys at Twin Lights Security needed an extra security guy to do private investigations and to do security for a certain thing in Boston. And they posted it on my page and asked if it was okay if they could use my page to solicit hiring people. And I said, you know what? As busy as I am, these guys sponsor the show. They sponsor the Valley Patriot. They give us $1,000 for the bash. I'm going to go work for these guys. So I called up Pat McLaughlin and I said, look, you help us every single time we need something. Whenever I put out a call, you're there. If you need an extra person in your short... I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I, ha- so I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed... Make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home because we do business with the people who do business with us. And he's on South Broadway. With the, it's the old Scott Funeral Home. If, you were, if you're an old-time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on, on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, you can, they do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He followed us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper, and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. We appreciate him. Franklin Veloz from Veloz Auto Group. Uh, he specializes in people that have uh, maybe bad credit, no credit. Maybe you haven't had a job for a long period of time, so you don't think that maybe you qualify for a car loan. Usually, you know, they want you to have a job for a year or more. Uh, he specializes in getting people who have bad credit or no credit or maybe spotty credit, uh, getting them into a used car. He used to work for Charlie Dare's Commonwealth Motors for a long, long time, so he knows his stuff. I think he was the credit manager over there or something. So he knows what he's doing, and, um, and he follows us live too. I really appreciate that he does. Every time I see him pop on, I'm very excited about it. And I was there yesterday to deliver his newspaper, and he said he's already had customers come in from us talking about him on this show. So we appreciate Veloz Auto Group. Go see Franklin. He's at 17 Mass Ave. It's right at the very beginning of Mass Ave on the Lawrence North Andover line. All righty. We are back after a one-month hiatus, and we appreciate everybody who's sticking with us. Certainly appreciate our advertisers, those who pay, those who don't pay. We don't care. We just like we just like that they want their name associated with us as much crap as they take for doing that. We appreciate that. Um, before we get to the First Amendment stuff, Paul, we do have some news for our regular listeners, our regular uh, viewers. What might that uh, be? You know, we had uh, we were working with Mike Gorman at TMF, the Movement Family, uh, feeding the homeless on Wednesday nights at the Buckley Garage. Lawrence Mayor Mike uh, Mike Sullivan. Wow, I'm outdated, right? Five mayors. How many years ago is that? Five mayors ago. That was 2009. Uh, Lawrence Mayor Dan Rivera shut them down because apparently he just hates homeless people. And um, for the last uh, six months or so, there have been no family dinners. We weren't sure what we were going to do, how we were going to do this. I kept prodding Mike Gorman, but we've got to get back up. We got to get back up and running. We have to somehow find a way to make this happen. It was making a difference in the community. We were partnering with uh, Tewksbury Detox, the Haverhill Methadone Clinic. Uh, the Greater Lawrence Community Action, it's not the Community Action Council, what's the other one? The Greater Lawrence Family Health Center. Um, and we were getting homeless people who were addicted to drugs into rehab. And it was all from the work of the kids that, that are part of a group called the Movement Family. Uh, we, were, um, we were pleased to find out that Roger Farah, who is now uh, under attack by Dan Rivera, 
he runs House of Mercy. Dan Rivera, obviously, like I said, hates homeless people. Uh, is going after Roger Farah. So Roger Farah finally said, look, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to let you use my private property on South Broadway to feed the homeless. And there's nothing the mayor can do about it because it's private property. We can do it. <coughs> so last night, we um, thank, I, I keep saying weak. I didn't really do very much. I promote it, but it, it's the kids that do it. The kids at TMF set up the tables. They uh, got uh, food donations. And the family dinner, the TMF family dinner for the homeless once a week on Wednesday nights is back up and running, Paul. We're back up and running. We had 40 people last night, and hopefully that's going to keep going. Isn't Dan Ver- Rivera a liberal Democrat? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, interesting that the right-wing Tea Party conservative uh, is actually outfeeding homeless people while the liberal Democrat minority is trying to stop that from happening. Because when I watch mm-hmm. CNN, they tell me it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. When I watch CNN, they tell me it's the evil conservatives that don't want to help people, and the, and the wonderful liberals are the ones that do want to help people. Well, CNN so this all confuses me at the local level when I see it not working that way. CNN is infallible, aren't they? they well, they are. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I mean, thought. for three years, they told us every day that Trump was going to get dragged out of the White House in handcuffs, and that that's happened, right. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. No, I don't think it happened. No, I guess not. No, I guess they were lying yeah. about that. And Hillary isn't in the White House, is no, she? She's not. She's oh, not your president. Okay. But you know who is your president? I think so. Yeah, Donald Trump is still your president. Hmm. Even 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 after three years of being told he was going to get dragged out of the White House in handcuffs for being a Russian spy and a traitor to our country. You know what? Actually, not one word of that turned out to be true. Not even a word of it. What would be very very funny if he becomes our president for the four years after this? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You know, no, no. What would be really the funniest? Yeah. Would be for him to win re-election yeah. with the popular vote. Because now they've because now, now they've got nothing. Like, where do they yeah. go? What excuse do they use? And I love when they go. Well, he didn't win the popular vote, right? And the the the, the New England Patriots lost their last game, even mm. though they had more yards than the other team. Yes, but they didn't score the points. The the, the points mm-hmm. are what counts. That's good, right. Greg Gutfeld always says. That, I want to give that him is for, a good metaphor for coming up with that. Yeah. So we do have um, we do have all the Democrats as as those of you who are watching political TNT. Democrats running around, obstruction, we want to see his taxes, we want to see his third grade report card, while the rest of the country yawned and says, are you guys going to fix our schools or what? Are you going to fix the crumbling infrastructure, the roads, the bridges, or what? Are you guys going to fix public safety in this country? Yeah. Are you going to fix the budget? The deficit. Are you going to lower our taxes? Are you going to fix trade? You know, how, about, how about the border? Are you going to fix the crisis at the border? No, the, the liberal Democrats aren't interested in any of those things. They're mm. only interested in trying to embarrass the president with all these fake investigations so they can get political fodder for 2020. It's, about, want, it's about power. Yeah, they want, they want his tax returns so they can find that one thing in the tax return that they can talk about for three weeks before the election to try and hurt him. And quite frankly, if I was Donald Trump, I'd release every friggin' document. I would release every document. I would bury them in paperwork and let them chase their tails for the next year and a half until the election. Because if you remember like three and a half years ago, Mm. When every single day it was Trump sucks, Trump sucks. Remember the mm. the the uh, what was it? The NBC footage of him saying that he grabbed women by the crotch mm. and all the thi- oh, yeah. all the things. Every day he was a Nazi. He was this. Here's more proof. Here's mm. something he said five years ago. How'd that work out for him? Didn't work out too good. So mm. they haven't learned their lesson. They are they are the classic definition of insane insane because they keep doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result mm-hmm. and the average american person who's not a partisan hack who's not rooting for one side or the other sits back and says yeah when are you going to fix our schools when are you going to address the opioid crisis what the hell is wrong with both parties in washington that they're sitting around complaining about all this inside baseball baloney and they're not actually working for us i, I elizabeth warren's right about one thing impeach trump I'm on the impeach Trump bandwagon. Impeach Trump. Impeach him now. Because the House will vote. Is that the way to get him reelected? The House is going to vote to impeach him because it's a majority Democrat and none of them have an independent thought in their head. They all have to, like lemmings, they all have to follow each other. They'll all vote to impeach him. The Senate will vote not to impeach him. And then Trump gets reelected from the backlash, as would happen with Clinton. And we sweep Republicans into the House and the Senate. Now we at least have something we can work with. They are sort of digging their own grave, aren't they? It's almost like they want to mm. lose. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't, I don't think they have that insight. When Bernie Sanders but. comes out and says terrorists like the marathon bombing should be able to have the right to vote in prison, mm. it's almost like Trump is giving him money. It's almost mm. like he wants Trump to win. And I think part of the reason for that is because Democrats don't know how to lead. Right? They don't want to win. They don't want to actually impeach him. They don't want to throw him out of office, they just want to make it look like that's what they're doing to keep their base happy. Hmm. They want to make it look like they're in the fight, but they don't want to win. 
Hmm. They just want to kind of be in the fight, make it look good. And of course, the base doesn't have the insight to to realize that they might be. Oh, the base their own is clueless. The, I mean, yeah. the scariest thing about watching the Democrat presidential candidates is re- realizing while they're saying insane things that there right. are idiots there are out there. There are people actually right who are actually it. sitting there yeah. going, "Yeah, he's right. Let yeah. the terrorists vote in prison. <laughs> yeah, men are women and women are men. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, we're all on board with that abortion on demand till uh, third grade. We're in. See, insanity and hatred doesn't have a bigger picture. It, it can't have a big picture on things. Right. It's just total here and now. Thank you, know you Paul. Saying? You know what I'm saying? I thought there was more to that, yes. No, it's just that uh, we're saying, well, why, why can't they see that they're digging their own grave? I, I don't think that people who have underlying hostility, underlying animosity, right. anger... All they want is relief for now. All right. they want is get this guy out of office. Right. Get this guy who I hate out of office. It's, it, because, the, it's, be, because they're operating on emotion. And when you operate yeah. on emotion, you're not operating rationally. You're using a right-brain function instead of a left-brain function. So they hate Trump so much. They, their back bristles every time he opens his mouth. Even if he's saying good things about cancer mm-hmm. patients, they still hate him. They hate the way he said it. They don't like the fact that he's there helping cancer patients. And they're going to do everything humanly possible to try and make it a negative because of their own hatred. They're just projecting their own hatred onto him. Because if you sit back and you think logically about any of this stuff, whether it's Trump or Obama or anything else, if you remove the emotion, to quote Mike Sullivan, if you remove the emotion and you just look at what's on the table, most of this is just bullshit. It doesn't matter if, if, if a, uh, Attorney General Barr testifies before Congress or not. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter if we see Trump's tax returns. Give you a great example, Paul. Trump's not releasing his taxes. They're yelling and screaming, why won't he release his taxes? Hmm. So somebody leaked one year of his taxes. Okay. And it showed that he paid $38 million in taxes that year. So what did yeah. they yell and scream about? Look at all the money he lost. Look at all the money he lost. It's always going to be something. So no matter what, even though the tax, the, the tax forms that you saw on MSNBC and CNN last night, that they were weaving around like they have the goods. This time we really have them. Yeah. Forget all that stuff about Russian spies. Forget all that stuff about collusion. Now we really got them. It's like Alan Dershowitz said. It's this mentality of show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Right. That's exactly and, right. And that's what's going on. And here. that's actually a concept of fascism. Yeah, fascism. Which is weird because the left projects their fascism onto the right and calls the right fascists. Mm. But see, I still believe that fascism is on the left. I think that that was misappropriate. Fascism was misappropriated to the right because those making the label were on the left. Right? It's it's a college institution. It's it's definitely national. um, It's a a nationalist movement. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think why reason why history sees it on the right is because it relates to race and ethnicity, especially the Nazis. Yeah, but it's really not. It's a left wing concept. And anybody who's read Mein Kampf, which by the way, er- anybody with a brain cell who cares about mm-hmm. our democracy, should read Hitler's book Mein Kampf because he spells out how he used socialism to achieve fascism. That's why it's called National Socialism, right? But people are so mm-hmm. stupid in this country. Like, really, the level of intelligence is so low at this point that when Trump says I'm a nationalist. They hear white nationalist yes. because they can't hear one word without the other because they've been brainwashed. Mm-hmm. They've been brainwashed. When you hear one word, you got to hear the other word. Just like mm-hmm. if I say, just like if I say, women are better nurturers than men. You know what a brainwashed person hears? All women right. are better nurturers than and men. Not only and then that, they argue and say, no, no I know can, that one guy who's not. No men can nurture is what right, they hear too. Right. And so you, people have been brainwashed and conditioned. And if you don't believe me, I want you guys to do an experiment because. Boy, I learned so much doing this, and I, and I love that I can pass this along to my, my, my uh, viewers. I sit at my office every day. I'm staring at a computer screen, but I have CNN on in the background. Mm. So I don't watch CNN. I'm not looking to see who's talking. I'm listening. Mm. And what you hear is every three minutes, every two minutes, the same words, no matter who's speaking. Mm. It's the same phrase and the same talking point words mm. over and over and over again. So that no matter what, it's collusion, obstruction, collusion, obstruction, collusion, obstruction, collusion, obstruction, all day. The average person doesn't remember all the words they heard when they watched mm-hmm. Don Lemon. Right. Right? But their subconscious remembers the words that were repeated over and over and over again. And this is how they indoctrinate mm-hmm. you. This is how they I don't want I don't want to call it brainwashing because brainwashing denotes that you're not in control and we have our we have our, our own choice. You're not hypnotized, you're not brainwashed, but you are indoctrinated. So that when Donald Trump says I'm a nationalist. They hear white nationals because all they hear on CNN all day is white nationalism, white nationalism, white nationalism, white nationalism, and their subconscious puts the two words together so that they can't be separated. 
Remember, people in the news have one function. It's not to educate you. It's to put mental images in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. That's their job, is to put mental images into your head and make sure that the images that they want there are in your subconscious, which is why there are talking points. If you go to the DNC and you sign up for their talking points newsletter and you get it at 7 o'clock in the morning like I do, you read what today's talking points are, then flip on scene and it's word for word. They don't even try to hide it. <laughs> they don't even try to hide it. They are, the, they are the propaganda arm of the Democrat National Committee. Would you say that Fox News has talking points that they receive from Republicans? Some, some people on Fox News do. What's different about Fox and why you can't equate them is that Fox has an independent news division. CNN does not. Fox has James Rosen, who comes out and says the president mm-hmm. said this today, and Nancy Pelosi says he's full of crap because of this, and they run both clips. CNN comes out and says... Donald Trump said this today, and he's a lying liar who lies. There's a big difference. On CNN, they're taking the Democrats' arguments and their talking points, and they're the ones arguing it. When you watch Fox, it's here's what the, what the, what the president said, and here's what the Democrats said to show you both sides. They're not taking a side. Now, that's the news division. Right. The talk division, whether it's Hannity, whether it's Laura Ingram, I hate all of them except for Tucker, um, they're just cheerleaders for the Republican Party. They, the, the Democrat part, the Republican Party can never do any wrong to these guys. It's why I refuse to watch Hannity. Uh, if if uh, if a guest is on that I really want to hear, I'll I'll tolerate it as long as I can, which is usually three minutes, uh, and then I'm back to something else. Right. But the difference is you can't equate them because CNN and MSNBC and NBC and CBS and all of the rest are following a script. They they have no independent news division. Their news division is being run by partisans. They're pretending to be news. At least Fox has an independent news division where, yeah, they may have a lean to the right a little bit. Their view might be a little further to the right, but they're giving you independent news. They're giving you independent facts so you can make up, make up your own mind. What's that, uh, what's that lady Fox News has? She has very short uh, brown hair, very short brunette. She's kind of a middle-aged to um, maybe about... When? In her fifties. When is she on? Uh, morning and and evening. She's she's one of the one of the big ones. I can't remember her name. I don't know. She's, she's I watch CNN great, all day. All right, she's a great reporter. If anybody knows, uh, give us yeah. a call. No, James Rosen is a great reporter. He's yeah. actually a journalist, which is why mm. the Obama administration was tapping his phones. Mm. Right, he wasn't a Sean Hannity. He wasn't just out there cheerleading <laughs> that Donald Trump took the greatest dump ever. He's actually <laughs> he actually goes out and does the research and then does a report that's fair, that's balanced, that tells you both sides of the story and lets you decide for yourself. And One American Network also, by the way, has a, has an incredible news division that is even more fair than Fox. So I, I'm Chris Wallace is another one. Yes, oh. Chris Wallace is great. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and say that that Fox is great because they're not. Fox sucks almost as much as CNN does. They're a little better. They're, they're, that, they're that one rung above CNN, so they're better than CNN, but they're, I think they're, they're still two not rungs. Great. I think they're two rungs Maybe above Maybe two, all right. Yeah, okay. At least. And then the rest of them just follow a script. And by the way, yeah. that's why they hate Donald Trump, because he refuses to follow the script. Why won't he apologize to John McCain? Why won't he apologize for this? He's not following the script. It's not done that way. No, pre- It's unprecedented. I hear the word unprecedented. If you drink every time you hear the word unprecedented, unprecedented. on CNN, you're bumped Un- by 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Unprecedented. All day it's unprecedented. It's, unpre- it's outrageous. It's never been done before. <laughs> and then you look at what Obama did, and Obama did all the same stupid shit. right? <laughs> Obama did all the same stuff that Trump did, except he did it to liberals, and Trump's doing it. I mean, he did it to conservatives, and Trump's doing it to liberals. But they pretend none of that happens. And the other thing that they do, which which is really amusing, and I brought it up on TNT this morning, um, they take something that Donald Trump did and say how unprecedented it is and how horrible it is, and then they show audio, for example, with the impeachment, Mm. they'll show video clips of uh, Lindsey Graham Mm. during the Clinton impeachment Mm. talking about how we have to expose the, the truth to America, and then they come back and say, see, and now he's saying the opposite. What a hypocrite. And then I sit back and I wait. Because there are two sides to every debate, right? So during the Clinton impeachment, yes, the Republicans had the opposite view. But so did the Democrats. The Democrats totally. were saying, no, don't release any documents. No, releasing the documents is going to hurt national security. And, and I see it on Fox all the time, that, yeah. uh, those, those contradictions. Right. So listen, if you're going to watch news, ladies and gentlemen, remember no matter what you're watching, you've got to divide by three, that most of what you're watching is political indoctrination on both sides. Yes, Fox is a little better. Uh, one American Network's even a lot better, uh, but they but but all, they all still kind of suck because they're all following the same format. Uh, we have a First Amendment in this country, 
and they should have the right to say what they want. It's interesting that the liberals want to shut Fox down because they want a monopoly on the narrative, the political narrative. They don't believe in the First Amendment. Do the liberals want to shut the Valley Patriot down? Oh, for 15 years they've been trying. (laughs) See how many lawsuits we've been involved in in 15 years? Would you consider yourself a conservative newspaper? You know, I, I... when we started, I did. Mm. I don't yeah. anymore. I don't consider us a, a, a conservative newspaper. We have a conservative editorials. Mm. Um, I write a column once in a while, and they usually are with a conservative bent because that's what I am. But you know, much to your consternation, we had a, a, uh, a lesbian writing a lesbian column for us for like eight years. And the left would yell and scream that we're a conservative paper, and I'd say, really? How many conservative newspapers you know have a lesbian writing about lesbian stuff in the paper? Or that have liberals like Katie Ives and Diana DiZaglio writing for the paper. We have just as many liberals writing for us as we have conservatives. I'm a, I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican, but I'm a conservative. I'm a conservative, so our editorial is going to take a conservative bent. But on balance, if you look at the product of the Valley Patriot newspaper alone, it's a newspaper. But when you report... It's not, it's, you not a, it's not partisan. You don't necessarily report as a conservative. You editorialize as a conservative. Right, exactly. When we do straight news, it's straight news... And I think even Don, uh, Mr. Jonathan was here one day, and he said, I just, re- I just read a story that you wrote about Frank Moran, and it was something, some state issue. He said, and I kept waiting to see what your view was. I kept reading it, thinking, okay, Tom thinks this is good, or Tom thinks this is bad. Mm. He said, I got to the end, and it was like eating a meal and still being hungry. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Where's, mm-hmm. the, where, where's, the, where's the you saying this is great? Are you saying this is horrible? I said, because it's news. Mm. It's not a column. If it was a mm-hmm. column, I would put my opinion. I'd say, here's what the news is, and here's what I think about it. But when you put on CNN or Fox, you see a guy sitting at a news desk, whether it's Hannity giving opinions or James Rosen giving actual news, and you can't tell the difference. That's the real problem. You mean at CNN? At both, CNN and Fox. Both the news people and the opinion people are sitting at a news desk with a chyron at the bottom. So when you immediately tune in, you can't tell right away whether or not what you're watching is a news report or an opinion report. And I think that's part of the problem that we're having in our debate in America today is that people can no longer tell the difference between news and opinion. And so those who hate Fox never watch it. Well, basically, there is really no news from like 7, seven o'clock onwards, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The news happens in the daytime right? for these, for these shows. I mean, they're, 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 they're 24-7 uh, supposed newscasts but, uh, and news shows, but they're really not. And then they just repeat it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, over and over and it's, it's just, really entertainment news. You could say it's it's um, tabloid. A yeah, lot of it's tabloid. It's become political theater. Yeah, and yeah, so if you want to cheer for Donald Trump, you watch Hannity. If you want to cheer for the Democrats, you watch mm. everything else, <laughs> right? And I love when whenever yeah. I bring up CNN, there's always a liberal in the room that goes, "What about Fox? What about Fox?" <laughs> and I go, "Okay, fine. I'll give you Fox if you give me." The Boston Globe, the New York Times, the LA Times, MSNBC, CBS, oh, NBC, you can't even ABC. List can't even list them. Just list the 35,000 news well, mediums. Basically, for the past 20 years, it's been Fox and Talk Radio versus everyone, everyone else. Everyone else, right. And I really just want, and if I have a rich friend out there, I say this all the time, I would love to start my own news cable network, and I would call it the JN Network Just News. No opinions. Like, maybe if you want to do, like, an opinion show at midnight – just to fill time because there's no advertising. I'd be open to that. But the rest of the day, it's here's what happened in Colorado. A cop got shot in Chicago. A missing baby in Texas. Uh, a, hmm. a tornado in Florida. Go around the world. Go around the country and report about the different things that are happening. Because you know what happens today, Paul? I wonder if that would sell in today's journalistic climate. I think there's such a vacuum for that kind of news that it would immediately shoot to the top of the charts. Well, One American News hasn't. And how long have they been in business? Yeah, but they're not really doing that. They, they, they're, doing, they're kind of doing that. They're playing with that concept, but they're not there yet. You tune in, it mm-hmm. still looks like Fox. You tune in, and the news people and the opinion people are still sitting at the same desk. And, that, and, that's, and that's part of the problem. I had, a, I had a point and I lost it. Well, you should, have a, you should have a network that doesn't have opinion people, like you're saying, and then there yeah. wouldn't be a problem. Just news. And I really think that it would shoot right to the top because there's a hunger for information because what they do now is now there's one story there's a school shooting mm. they talk about it in the morning the afternoon right. and then the night they do the recap and the, mo- the next day they start off with guess what happened yesterday that we told you about for 24 hours right and there's no like i keep watching and i go like no matter what channel even fox i watch and i go what no missing kids in this country mm. no cops got shot uh there were there were no tornadoes in the midwest like you can't just give us the news around the country 
Uh, Shepard Smith has Around the World in 80 Seconds. That should be a whole network. He's like, okay, in 80 seconds, we're going to tell you, this happened in Texas, this happened in Chicago, this happened in L.A. How about make that a whole channel? Mm. Because, because it's awesome. I want to know how many cops got killed this week. I want to know if there's a missing kid that we can help put the kid's picture on, on the news where millions of people can see and say, look, if you see this kid, please contact the police at this number. I want that. I want real news. I don't want Hannity telling me that Donald Trump took the greatest dump ever and that everything Donald Trump says is perfect. And you need to be the president of a news organization. Listen, I, I need the money. So I need a rich friend who will finance a news organization, and I will make it a billion-dollar proposition. Why don't you infiltrate something that's already existing? They can't do it. Like, it's, it's too like, mired like, too like, in corporate culture. Like One America or something yeah. like that. It's or like um, – Too, too mired in corporate culture. Is, is Blaze TV too right-wing for you? Yes. Um, what, else is, yeah. what else is out there? But By the way, they're good. Yeah. Blaze TV is good. And if you're a liberal, let me give you some advice. If you're a liberal, you should be watching Fox. And if you're a conservative, you should be watching CNN and MSNBC. Because I do learn things on CNN. As bad as they do their job, and as purposely misleading as they are, if you're coming at it from a conservative viewpoint, you actually learn stuff. You learn how the other side thinks. You learn what's important to them. But you also learn facts that you wouldn't see on the other channel. Fox News is never going to come out and tell you anything bad about Trump. If it, even if it's legitimately bad, even if he legitimately did something wrong, Fox News isn't going to tell you. CNN is going to tell you. So if you're a liberal, you should be, even if it's two or three shows a day, you should be watching Fox. If you're a conservative, you should be watching MSNBC and CNN, even if it spikes your blood pressure like it does mine, because you will learn things from a different perspective, and it might even make you solidify where you stood from the beginning. You might be more grounded in where you, where you stood, but you've thought about it differently. You've challenged your mind. You've challenged yourself. It's actually what I do in my college courses, yeah. my, my ethics courses. Well, you're a brilliant guy. Say, That's one of the reasons I have you. <laughs> I'm not kissing your ass. It just happens to be true. Thank you. Thank you. What I, what I do is I, I say you, you need to understand both sides of this issue uh, before you even conclude. And uh, yeah, I agree. You want to know what phonies all these people in the media are? They're such God, excuse my French, they're such goddamn phonies. Uh, the, the most brilliant man in media is Howard Stern. And 15, 20 years ago, I was listening to Howard Stern. He had an intern named Stuttering John. So he sends Stuttering John to the First Amendment Awards in New York City and tells him to go over to Dan Rather and ask him an embarrassing question. So Stuttering John goes over to uh, Dan Rather, and he asks him like a really personal, embarrassing question about his sex life with his wife. Something like, do you like to do a doggy style or something gross, right? They threw him out. They threw him out of the First Amendment Awards because they didn't like the mm -hmm. question he was asking. The First Amendment That word. said more. I've never forgotten it since 15 mm. years ago when I first heard it. I've never forgotten it because it, it was that canary in the coal mine that showed you what GD phonies these people are, where they proclaim to care about the First Amendment on one hand, while they're celebrating the deplatforming of Alex Jones on Facebook on the other hand. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. We could do a whole show on this, and I'd like to one of these days, maybe on my Beneath the Surface show. What are the boundaries to the First Amendment, and where should they be and why? I don't think there should be any boundaries. Zero. None. No. no. I mean, look, there's an exception to every rule. So, you know, slander, you know, something yes. like that. Yes. But, but other, than, other than the already fire carved, in, carved out exceptions. Fire in a crowded theater. Unless, it's, unless this is a real fire. Unless it's a real fire. Then, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you should be able to say what Disturbing. you truly believe to be true. And if you hate Jews and you really believe that Jews are bad, you should be able to say that without being pulled off the platform. Now, I'm a Jew. I don't want to, say, I don't want to go on Twitter and see this Jew hatred that I see from some of these people. But I will also fight to the death for their right to say what they really believe. And if they're spreading racial hatred to Jews or blacks or me or you, let us all know who they are. Let them have their free speech. I agree with that. So that we as individuals, not as groups, can decide whether or not we want to consume what they're selling or not. Let us point out who those people are. In England, what they do wrong is that they have, they have hate speech laws where mm. you can't say anything bad about Muslims. You can't say anything bad about Jews. It's considered hate speech. So what happens is it drives the haters underground. It allows them to organize in secret. And now you don't know who these people are. And when, when, a, when a mosque or a synagogue is bombed, you don't even know who, the mm. police don't even know who to question because everything's been dr driven underground. In this country, we have a First Amendment for a reason. It's because our founders believed that more speech is always better. And the best way to combat speech you don't like is with other speech. The people who came on my page complaining about the picture of the dead kid, don't come to my page. Block me on Facebook.
Nobody says you have to consume this. But to turn me into Facebook and say I should be deplatformed, mm-hmm. that's fascism. That's communism. That's tyranny. That's authoritarianism. And it's interesting that the left has embraced authoritarianism while they're accusing Donald Trump of being a Nazi. That's what well, I find amazing. Well, they've, they've embraced uh, politically correct. They, they've embraced a narrative. Yeah. We know that. Well, they've embraced a man-made narrative which, uh, which they want to enforce on everybody. Right. All right. I have Melvin Taylor who says we got to go home. Home? Why, do we have to, home. why can't we just go somewhere else? We can go somewhere else. All we right. can't stay here. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank Michael Gorman from TMF for uh, getting the homeless dinners together. If you'd like to help, please send me an instant message on Facebook or email me at valleypatriot at AOL.com. If you'd like to buy a Valley Patriot t-shirt, you can also email me or find me on Facebook. Again, <coughs> excuse me, my email is valleypatriot at AOL.com because I'm a dinosaur. Paul is still on the radio. Tell him where you are. Yeah, visit me. First of all, visit me at paulmorano.com, paulmorano.com. And uh, I still do a radio show at um, uh, WCAP called Beneath the Surface. Fantastic. Listen, we will see you next month. And uh, if, the, if the sponsors turn around, maybe we'll come back and do like a bi-weekly show. But I'm just so busy, I don't know that I can get it done. Uh, thank you very much for everybody for listening. The Valley Patriot is on the streets as we speak. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. Let's do it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.